To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. So today is a little different. We're going to stray from our usual structured podcast and we're going to just have a little Disney discussion. Uh, We're going to start with some things that we've done this week or maybe this month um, and uh, see where things take us. Brian, what have what have you done lately? Hey, Mikhailo. Yeah, um, this is going to be fun. I think I think just having a casual conversation, not really uh, thinking about all the structure that we normally have as we're doing our podcast. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope everyone enjoys this. Uh, let us know what you guys think. You know, get out on the Facebook and let us know. Uh, this week, let's see. What did I do? Oh, it's kind of Halloween coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I've been watching some videos of people touring Fort Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I don't know if anyone out there knows this, but people are nuts at Fort Wilderness. <laughs> and they, um, well, not nuts. They're actually awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> they decorate their sites. And like some of these people, um, they, I think they're staying there for a month or something because they set these things up. And I, but it's got to take, take them a couple of days to set this stuff up. And I saw one set up that was set up to look and how many times can I say set up Mikhailo? <laughs> but anyway, the, the setup looked just like the campfire sing along with Chip and Dale oh. that they do before the movies. Uh, and it was awesome. And everyone sitting in the stands were skeletons <laughs> and they had Chip and Dale up on the stage with the guy playing the guitar. It was so cool. So, you know, these people are crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I got to go watch some of those videos this week. and It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to camp there last year. So it was nice seeing some of that area. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember driving around there, and <laughs> getting to see that, critiquing them on what they're doing because they don't know where they're going sometimes. <laughs> Fort Wilderness is huge. It's hard to know where you, where you are. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Uh, I, besides my, I, I really get into Halloween. Um, so besides all of my Halloween movie watching, like, uh, Halloween town, I'm always watching Halloween town, all three of them, four of them, technically there's four. Um, uh, and, and of course, Hocus Pocus, Hocus, Hocus Pocus is a, Hocus Pocus is a Halloween staple for me. I can, it's not really Halloween until I start watching Hocus Pocus. Um, but uh, for Disney, typical Disney things that I have done this week, I actually went online. And actually, this this might have been last week. Uh, the weeks are blurring together because of, because of COVID. Um, I th- actually think it was last week. Uh, I went online and they recently released those, um, the Blue Spirit jerseys. And, um, and that oh, was, for, I saw that. yeah, it was, it was it for United way or what was the, the, um, it was like giving blue or something like that. That was like the, 
Um, yeah, I wasn't sure name. if it was Make a Wish or if. It oh was, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's Make a Wish. Yeah. Um, but I actually I went online and uh, I wasn't really. I, I loved the spirit jersey, but I wasn't really feeling the spirit jersey. But the mask that they came out with, um, it was it's the the face mask with the the Disney World D on it. I scooped one of those up like right away, like right when they dropped, um, and I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, the the spirit jersey D, like so it kind of matches the spirit that. Yeah, cool. yeah, it's yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, and then I also uh, almost every single time. Brian and I get onto one of these Zoom chats to record our podcast. I take him around my apartment and show him <laughs> new <laughs> new artwork that I get because I have uh, a whole bunch of ride posters, uh, old school ride posters and stuff like that. And I just recently got the Great Movie Ride poster because Great Movie Ride is gone. And I actually just got the the spiel to Splash Mountain. Uh, it's I don't think it's the safety spiel. I think it's just a random spiel that they have out, um, out at Splash Mountain. But it's, but it's, they're both pretty cool. And I, I hung them up uh, this week, and I was pretty, pretty excited about that. So those are the, One of the last signs you see as you before you get on the, the flume, mm-hmm. the log ride, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you may get wet. You may get wet. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was on that ride, uh. uh we're coming around the first, like the first bend where you get to see people coming down the drop and they have a cannon that shoots water off right there. Mm, And the lady behind (laughs) me got soaked. (laughs) I got like nothing on me and she's back there going, Oh my gosh. So so don't sit in the last (laughs) row. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I noticed on splash mountain, you'll either get completely drenched or like not wet at all. Um, and I actually went on, um, I went on the Disneyland Splash Mountain, which is set up differently. Um, these ones are like one by one instead of side by side. And uh, I went, uh, I went during New Year's in California, so it was actually kind of chilly. So I had like jeans and a spirit jersey on. And on that oh, one, no. you, you actually get pretty wet since you're like you're pretty close to the water. So I I got drenched there, and I was a little chilly, but. I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were wishing you would have had one of those ponchos on. Yeah. <laughs> one of the <laughs> overpriced ponchos that I will buy. Right. anyways. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I got something otherwise. Um, so the uh, Disney this week posted haunted mansion trivia. And which I got 89%. It was only nine questions. So I got one wrong and I'm disappointed because I lost to Mikhailo. He did. As soon as, <laughs> I, as soon as I saw that score, I was, I needed, I needed to beat it. Uh, and so I went on there and I, I like to think of myself as a, as a really big haunted mansion fan. Um, and so there were a couple on there that I definitely guessed on. And I, and I was actually kind of surprised um, a couple as in like two out of the nine questions. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it was it, it was a it was a it was a pretty cool cool little thing to be able to do. And the, and uh, did Disney put that out? Did Disney themselves put that out? Yeah, yeah, Disney put that on. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good one. I did have to guess at a couple of them. Uh, I was doing it with my daughter, my seven year old daughter. So <laughs> uh, I think I took one of her answers because I didn't know, and that was probably the one we got wrong. So mm. I'll give you that excuse. 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, do you want to do some trivia? Yeah, trivia sounds great. I did not prepare for this at all. <laughs> I happen to have the first uh, first edition of Lou's book, Lou Mangello. If anyone is not familiar, Lou, Lou Mangello is uh, one of the biggest social media uh, voices of Disney World. And uh, he put out a book, gosh, 12, 15 years ago, maybe. Um, so I have his book. So I can just go through and ask you a few questions. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually have, um, it's called uh, magicguides.com and it's uh, Disney World Trivia. And so they have some pretty decent trivia questions on here too, Brian. So I'll, I'll end up asking you a couple of these as well. All right. I wish you luck because you're not going to get any of this stuff. I, I, you, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that competitive fire, Mikhailo? Come on. <laughs> no, I, I have to. I have to underwhelm you so that when I do well, it's overwhelming. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I see how that. <laughs> Promise small, deliver big. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got to start with this one. What Epcot parade had its final performance on March first, two thousand and three? So I do have. I do have multiple choice for you if you want them but oh cool yeah yeah go for it yeah okay tapestry of nations tapestry of dreams parade of nations or dream seekers i'm pretty sure it's tapestry of nations gotta find the answer the 30 minute tapestry of dreams ah no i i was thinking about i i was thinking about the um the fountain of nations i think i think that that that's where i went wrong (laughs) well let me read what lou has to say about it the 30 minute tapestry of dreams parade opened on october 1st 2001 in honor of disney world's 100 years of magic Mm. skip ahead it was a slightly altered version of the earlier Tapestry of Nations parade. Oh, okay. So uh, that was that is probably just for the music alone. Probably my favorite parade. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I've got the Halloween parade up there too. I love that parade. So <laughs> I actually, I actually played. Um, I found the audio to that to the. Um, uh, that Halloween parade, and I, I I played it in my apartment the other day. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the booty you music. That's great. Yes, yeah. I almost sang, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so I'll 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 find a good one for you up in here. Up in here. <laughs> up in here. Up in here. Um, I think I think you know this one. Um, we talked about it a, l- a little earlier, but how tall is Cinderella's castle? Oh, um, I believe it's one hundred and eighty feet. 
Very, very close. 189 feet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which keeps it under the ceiling um, that the FAA requires you having to put lights on it. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we we could elaborate more, but I'm sure those questions are, <laughs> are going to come up too because those those types of questions always come up uh, in these trivia things. So how about this one? How many audio animatronics figures are there in the Magic Kingdom? Oh, 350, man. 775, 999, or 1100. Now, I, we said we weren't going to say take or have questions like this, but this one just kind of intrigued me because there's, got, there's what? Well, at the time of this, this book was written, probably 43 presidents mm-hmm. yeah. alone. But then, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't think about Tiki Room. There's a lot in there. So what do you think, Mikhail? Oh, yeah. Um, could, could, could I hear the, the, um, answers again? Uh, 350, 775, 999 or 1,100. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, the 700 number. Wasn't it? 775. 775. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. And the answer is 1,100. Holy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I ever doubted Disney. <laughs> That's a lot of audio and animatronics in the Magic oh, yeah. Kingdom. You think about Carousel of Progress has a lot. There's a lot in Country Bears. Well, you you, you have to think about that. Almost every attraction at the Magic Kingdom is audio animatronics. Is there? I, th- I think the better question is: Is there a ride at Magic Kingdom that doesn't have audio animatronics in it? People Mover. No. Uh, <laughs> what about so so the the little scenes in the People Mover that that um, that you have? Does are there any audio audio animatronics in that? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I don't think so. I could throw Astro Orbiter. Uh, yeah. Or I don't know. I Pirates have to... has a ton too. Jeez. Oh yeah, Pirates has yeah. Um and everything in Small World. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, Small World alone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I I totally believe it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes. Um, here's here's a good one, and this is almost kind of like Disney lore, and and I'm surprised it's in in this. And I make it a point to say to mention this almost every time I, I ride Pirates of the Caribbean. What do cast members say as they shut down Pirates of the Caribbean every evening? This is that superstition one, isn't it? Yes. There's like a ghost or something they think's living there. Yep, you're right on it. Oh. It's. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's his name. Yeah. It's like Goodnight Harold or something. I can't. I don't. Can't remember his name. <laughs> it's. It's Goodnight George. George. George yes. Yeah, George is the name Should've of the the ghost at Pirates of the Caribbean. 
my uh, eighth grade, I think it was history teacher had a fungus growing on his desk that he called George. I should have known. known <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. George. Uh, my, my favorite <laughs> thing to do is, is when I get off parts of the Caribbean and uh, I'll, I'll talk to whoever I was on there and I'll be like, wow, that one animatronic that said his, his name was George was really realistic as I pass cast members. <laughs> That's always pretty funny. I, I think, I mean, they, at this point, I, I think I've talked to one of them before and they've said that they don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, I th- it's it's always kind of funny to do that because it's like a, like a little inside inside joke that not a lot yeah. of people know, which is why I, I was forgotten. surprised that it was in here. I had forgotten about that one, so yeah, I'll have to try to remember that next time. <laughs> All right, so I got a good one for you. Um, which evil creature confronts Mickey at the conclusion of Fantasmic? So oh, take yourself man. over to MGM Studios. At the end. At the, at the end. end. Yeah. I, I want to say Dragon because that's what's in the in the promotional stuff for Fantasmic. And I know at, at one point he fights a snake, but I, I feel like that's like pretty early on. Um, and then I think at one point, does he fight the... um? the the demon or whatever in hall the mountain king i can't remember i'm i'm gonna go with dragon and that's my final answer how about i give you the multiple choice okay go go ahead and do that <laughs> probably <laughs> nothing that i that i just said in the multiple choice. well you, you're close i i i'm not i think i know the answer i haven't looked at it yet but mm-hmm. uh is it maleficent ursula jafar or a scar. Uh, well, Maleficent would be the dragon that I'm talking about, so I'm I'm gonna say Maleficent. And survey says I'm on the wrong page. Here we go. Maleficent. Yay! Is that the first one that yes. either of us has gotten right? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we're superstars at this stuff. That just that, the well, that just shows that we're good at at finding finding questions that are going to stump each other. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let me. I let love me, oh. I love Fantasmic. I um, I've I've told my Fantasmic story on here before, right? You know, it's probably worth telling again. Yeah. Well, um, I have a I have a friend. Uh, his name is Paul. I won't give his last name, uh, <laughs> but he <laughs> used to be a um, uh, a photographer at Disney. He would do photo pass stuff, and uh, I went out to Disney at one point, and we were hanging out at Hollywood Studios, and I had never seen Fantasmic before. And he was like, "Oh, you you totally need to see it." And uh, so we we get in line and we're waiting, and then another cast member walks past us and sees Paul and. Uh, she's like, oh, hey, what's up, Paul? And they start talking. And um, she asked what what Paul was doing there. And he was like, oh, uh, my friend here has never seen Fantasmic before. And she goes, cool, come with me. And she took me and Paul to the VIP seating area and sat us down before anybody else got in. We were able to sit in this like sectioned off area, not crammed in with everybody else in like right in the middle 
right perfectly where where you can see everything uh and it was it was just amazing it was such a cool experience um and i'm an audiophile i work for a um production company and um so i i like audio stuff and uh supposedly where that vip section is is where the soundboard was when they were mixing everything so i thought that was really cool because that's usually where the sound is best because that's where it's getting mixed uh, so I thought that was that was all really cool, and that was my first and so far only time I've seen Fantasmic was in the VIP section. <laughs> they probably won't be able to beat that again, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, let me the the first couple ones that I saw just now were pretty easy, and I'm pretty sure you get them. Oh, here's this is kind of a softball, but it's a good um, it's kind of like a history thing. Uh, I'm sure you'll get it. What was the original name for Seas with Nemo and Friends Friends Pavilion? So the actual the whole pavilion, not just the ride. Isn't it just called the Seas? Close. Or no, no, I'm sorry. No, I got it. It's Sea Base Alpha. Yeah, yeah, that I mean that's way that's really pointed but it was the whole like that whole building was called something else oh the seas is in there wow i don't know <laughs> i don't know that one the living seas oh right yeah yes i did know that <laughs> see well, although sea base alpha that's like i i knew that only because um I like listening to um, park music and they talk about sea bass alpha in, in some old music all the time. Um, but that's like super pointed. Like that's what like that whole, like that whole inside area was called was sea bass alpha. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Which the first time I took my kids to Epcot, um, and for those of you out there that haven't taken your kids yet, there's going to be times that you just need to let your kids drive. And when I say that, I mean, you need to just let them do what they want to do. So we went to do the seas with Nemo. We did the Nemo ride and we come off. And of course they take you out into sea base alpha. Mm -hmm. And, um, so they kind of dispersed, like it was not busy in there. Uh, so it was easy to keep an eye on them. And they're just going from station to station, uh, display to display, just checking all this stuff out. I think we spent a good two hours looking around in there. It was amazing. And that was one of those times that my wife and I kind of looked at each other and we just went, okay, <laughs> this is what they want to do right now. Let's do it. And it was excellent. They had a great time. I got to watch the manatees for a while and <laughs> manatees are like the weirdest, funnest animal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're mammals really, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, definitely make sure you take time to let those kids do what they want to do. Um <laughs> Yeah, and at at Epcot, that is actually pretty easy because they kind of set a lot of stuff up as like a museum, so you can you can kind of walk through. And we mentioned 
agitation a lot, but um, like it's kind of like getting agitated or agitated, agitated. I guess that's the word. <laughs> Edutainment. Edutainment. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how a lot of this stuff is set up. Um, back when they had interventions, I used to love walking through interventions and just like messing with all the fun little things there was that one um they showed how indestructible tv screens were and so you got like this mallet and you could like pull on this lever and this mallet would hit this tv screen um cool little things like that that they had at epcot now that that whole area is changing i'm sure that they're gonna have more stuff like that only way more updated um at least I hope so. I haven't really seen any concept art for anything inside of any of these cool buildings that they that they show. But um, that was always kind of Epcot's main goal was to also educate while you entertain. Right. And hopefully they do. I, I, I worry about what kind of things we're going to get out of all these changes now that yeah. they're having budget problems. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll worry about that another day. I'm going to stay in the same park. Nice. Um, you've heard the term figment, mm-hmm. right? Um, Journey into Imagination is one of the rides there. And uh, where did the idea for figment come from? So I'm, I'm sure you have um, your multiple choices, but is this in the ride story? No, this is okay, okay. how did the Imagineer come up with the name Figment? Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, I was going to say, isn't Dreamfinder, isn't he the one that, that like thought up everything? Does he have something to do with it? Um, well, yeah, he was part of it, yeah. Because yeah. he was the ori- original character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, give me, give me some, some choices here. <laughs> okay. Uh, A. An episode of Magnum P.I. Uh, B, the movie Pete's Dragon. C, the a recurring nightmare suffered by one of the Imagineers. Oof. Or D, early concept drawings for Donald Duck. Uh, I feel like I've heard this before on like a like a history video that i've seen before uh and i'm gonna go with the pete's dragon answer is an episode of magnum P. oh wow that was the one i really didn't think it was <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know tom Selleck, who <laughs> now tries to sell reverse mortgages i think oh, he uh had a detective show in the 80s <laughs> called Magnum PI and Imagineer Tony Baxter was watching the show. I'm paraphrasing what the book says, by the way. Uh, and there is a episode where Magnum PI mentions a figment of the imagination. <laughs> and he said, Oh, I guess. Oh, okay. Sorry. It says figments don't eat grass is the actual line from the, <laughs> from the show. Ah, so who okay. knows? So there you go. That that's uh, Tony Baxter coming up with Figment. So it was a 
later developed by Exitensio. Very cool. I I have to say that I'm actually a pretty big Tony Baxter fan. Uh, I love almost everything that he's he's come out with. He was the was the one behind Splash Mountain, and that was that's another one that's pretty near and dear to my heart. Um, and so I I just love um, most everything that he's done. Um, he was also I'm pretty sure he's he was really involved in either Euro Disney or I think it's Euro Disney. Um, he was really involved in. Um, coming up with with the uh layout of that park so very yes cool. he and big thunder mountain was kind of his pet project mm, yep um <laughs> and thunder mesa which is what they brought to paris mm-hmm. and yeah and he also came up with splash mountain so yeah um I found an answer, but I got to find the question. Uh, can you name the 65 million year old T-Rex found in Dino Land, USA? Oh, I know this one. Uh, no. Um, isn't it just like... I may be confusing the um, the T Rex that they have at um, in Chicago at the Natural History Museum, um, but isn't like Pam or something like some like just like a girl's it, name? It is pretty simple like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna it's us. It's Sue. Sue, <clears throat> yes. yes. Oh, and then isn't isn't the? I thought the one in in the National History Museum is named Sue. Also, oh, I don't know. It, so <laughs> Sue or Dino Sue is not a real fossil. It's mm-hmm. forty foot feet long, thirteen feet tall, and an exact replica of the largest T-Rex ever found, which was in, which was found in, uh, South Dakota. Mm. And, um, it, it, the actual fossil is in Chicago. And that's why I wanted, I got Whoa. excited. I kind of went on a turn. I took two in a row there, didn't I? Questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Cause I saw this question. I got excited. I wanted to bring it back to our Midwest roots. Yeah. And you know, so yes, look at me. Replica. Look, look. I was hovering around the answer that entire time. I mentioned Chicago. I mentioned the short name. I just couldn't get there. <laughs> you were there. You had it. Absolutely. So, um, I've, I've got a good one for you. What is the fastest ride at Disney World? I, I, you, you probably know this one. The fastest ride, I believe, is Test Track. Yes, sir. Can you can you tell me how fast it goes? Uh, well, it's supposed to get up to sixty five, <laughs> it, it, but I believe it gives you a speedometer reading as you're finishing your loop around outside, and might not always get up that high. It's uh well um it, it says speeds up to sixty five on here and I believe that however I've been told 
by a couple people that that sign isn't actually a speedometer. It's just it just gives you speeds. Um, oh, okay. So it's just, it, it doesn't actually clock how fast you're going. It just gives you speeds. Um, so yeah, yep, you're right. <laughs> Stop ruining the magic. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things, and um, people don't usually do this, but um, I love if you actually when you're taking that that turn and uh, um, you're feeling all those G's while you take that left-hand turn before the straightaway. Um, if you actually look up, um, Chevrolet um, actually has like a cool little like car. Uh, I think they have like three or four cars out there that they've like set up to be, and I'm kind of a car nerd. So I lo- I love looking at this stuff. Um, but every time I go on it, it's, it's something different. And I think it's, it's because they're usually updating that like internal car show that's happening inside there also. Um, so that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm on that ride is kind of like look into, and this is kind of on most rides. I, I try to look at different areas that um, people wouldn't usually look. Uh, and that's, that's one of my favorite ones on test track is I look up and there's usually like um, some, some, like Chevy trucks and um, and stuff like that. So it's very cool. I'll have to look out for that. I believe the last time I wrote it, I was looking for like minivans or something that had been parked oh. down in that parking lot. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy, I don't know. Uh, I can probably talk about this, but um, my buddy Jason, I remember him talking about when he was going to audition for the Jammeters. Um, he said that there was one night where like he just um, hung he he was over by test track and he just like was hanging out there and practicing all night and he would uh, listen to the cars go by and that's how close he was to test track and he was just back there um, practicing his his drumming before he auditioned for the jammers and I thought that was really cool that's like that's the the dream right now <laughs> is to be able to <laughs> drum and be around test track that would be awesome (laughs) that would be awesome definitely um i'll do i'll do one more since you got two in there um which attraction requires more computer power than nasa's space shuttle wow that's a tough one can you give me the park Yes, it's Epcot. Um and I'll give you I'll give you another question because it's the same it's the same answer. Which Epcot attraction provides guests with motion sickness bags? Oh, well I got that one. That's Mission Space. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Uh I fun fact have not ridden that due to the fact of the motion sickness. Yes. Um, now I don't normally get motion sick. I've been on the Gravitron. I don't know how many times, but not <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have not ridden it. It's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those ones that I don't go on every time. Uh, my most recent uh, trip to Epcot, I did not go on it, and uh, I've definitely had a couple times. I've never ridden the green side. I've only ever ridden the orange side. But uh, yeah, I've had several times where I've gone on there and it's, it's not, not been a fun time. Uh, and my brother uh, 
he's totally fine with with motion and stuff like that but he doesn't like that ride because he doesn't like enclosed spaces and that's another thing about that ride that it kind yeah. of it kind of makes you feel pretty claustrophobic and so um by the time by the time he was in there and strapped in and everything he was already starting to freak out and so they they had to um before they even went um i'm pretty sure they were banging on the door to to let my brother out and so he kind of had a little traumatic experience there himself <laughs> i'm sure he's happy that you had told everybody too oh definitely yes <laughs> oh yeah and it was because he was freaking out oh now i feel real bad um <laughs> <laughs> he was freaking oh, out no. because I th- I think I had told him that uh, that somebody died on that ride, which which that is that is a thing uh, that somebody had passed away on that ride, but it wasn't specifically from uh, what was happening. They the person who was riding ignored a lot of the warnings, and they had a lot of pre existing conditions. But that was one of the things that I told him, and and I think that that made him freak out a little bit more. <laughs> Well, we know how you like to scare young children, so I'm sure it was just that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to move into a resort here. I kind of I hit all the four parks. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to move into the contemporary resort. Oh, man. There is a strange animal. In the mosaic mural, you already know, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. All right. Let me get this out just for the listeners. Yeah. There is a strange animal in the mosaic mural in the fourth floor lobby of Disney's Contemporary Resort. What is it? So I I can't remember if it if it's a um like a five legged zebra or if it's a five legged um giraffe. Um, it's neither of those. Oh man, I, I I know that it's it's got five legs, um, but uh, yeah, yes. I've I've definitely heard of this. Um, I can't remember which animal it is, but I, it's funny in my head. That's the question I was thinking about before you asked. <laughs> yes, it's a five-legged goat. Oh, goat! So yeah, if, of yeah. course. <laughs> I love that mural. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Mary Blair. And the work that she's done, uh, of course, she's a Disney legend now. And um, I, I think that that uh, mural is quite something. Oh, yeah, I, I, I love that mural. Um, and then isn't so in like painting lore or something like that. I don't, I don't know if that's the correct term, but isn't that don't um, painters do that on purpose to make make it so that their works of art aren't perfect? Like, isn't that the idea? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I've I think I've heard that somewhere. It was that that she did it on purpose so that it it's um it's a painter's thing where where you want to make sure that your your art isn't perfect. I'm doing air quotes here. Well, no. I know the uh, the Moroccan tile artists they will always leave an imperfection because uh, is it Muhammad or Allah Allah or whatever? I don't remember what they call their God. Um, Forgive me, but uh, they only he is perfect. Therefore Mm. 
any of the works that they do, they leave something imperfect. Mm. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, and it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, and when I heard about this, it, I was, I thought that was very cool. It was um, it's kind of like an artist type thing. So, yeah. I have to ask my wife. She has a, an art degree, so. There you go. Yeah, she'd probably know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I hear I have a good one for you. Who was the first rock band approached by Disney to star in the Rock and Roller Coaster attraction? Um, oh, I've never heard that question before. I've actually I I've heard uh, a lot of the history. Um about about this because there's actually a youtube um uh youtube channel uh what's his name um not extinct attractions um i can't remember i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look it up and let you know uh but they they do a lot of cool obscure videos about about little things like this um so i i knew this answer before and there's actually more to this answer than that i can give you um I'm going to go with Bon Jovi. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I almost said you're close, but I don't think you're close. <laughs> the answer. Um, the answer is U2. Oh. Yeah. The that, band U2. So, okay. So uh, U2 was the first one. And U2, uh, I believe they were. Oh, wait, no. I believe U2 was interested, but they ended up asking for too much money or something like that. Um, uh, and on here, it actually says when they declined, Aerosmith was offered. And actually, that's that's inaccurate. There were several other bands that were um, uh, approached by Disney, um, like uh, Kiss. Kiss was a band that was approached by Disney for Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, Ah, uh, what's another band? There were a couple other bands uh, that were approached, um, and they all all kind of did the same thing, where they they uh, either weren't interested or they were asking for like an obscene amount of money, like millions a a year for um, the rights and stuff like that. Um, and Aerosmith actually, they were working with Disney at that time for the movie Armageddon, and they were coming out with a new single single. And Disney actually like built, uh, they actually built the roller coaster and the show building and everything before they had actually signed uh, anything with Aerosmith with them being the actual band for it because they were just waiting to the last minute to see if um, any of these other bands that they had approached uh, wanted to do it. But then as soon as they approached Aerosmith, Aerosmith was like, super into it and they were giving them i think the only stipulation that they had was like one of their newest songs that they had just come out with they wanted to have in there which was like um like not that popular of a song at the time sure. um but yeah that that they were they were super into it but they were there were a couple bands before aerosmith um that were approached for rock and roller coaster too bad so sad for those other bands Oh, Although right. it would have been, I think it would have been kind of cool to see you two be the band that in there other than Aerosmith, but no. Yeah, I feel. I mean, and maybe it's because I, I've grown up only knowing 
that ride as um, an Aerosmith ride. And actually, to be honest, I was never that big of an Aerosmith fan until I rode that ride and kind of it opened opened my eyes to some of their songs. And, and now I, I would consider myself, I'm not like a fan, but I, I enjoy their music. <laughs> Mainly because it makes me think of rock and roller coaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay, I'll move on because I don't really have anything to add to that. But, <laughs> uh, so, Pleasure Island. It's been quite a few years since Pleasure Island was there, but mm-hmm. where... If anyone doesn't know, Pleasure Island was in the middle of what is now called Disney Springs. Um, there was the downtown Disney, it was called, and they were, it was in the middle, and you had the marketplace, which was all the Disney-run stores, and then the other side was the west side, with where, which is where like House of Blues and um, uh, Cirque du Soleil, that type of stuff. So anyway, Pleasure Island was in the middle, and it had lots of dance clubs and jazz, a jazz club, a comedy club, uh, all kinds of different fun, different things you could do. Um, so here's the question. Where does Pleasure Island get its name from? Uh, that would be Pinocchio. No, that's one of the options. Shall I find the answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the answer is Meriwether Pleasure. Oh, so I'm wrong. <laughs> you are wrong, yes. Meriwether Adam Pleasure is a fictitious adventurer who originally owned the island before disappearing in 1941. Oh, is so real quick, is this um, part of the storyline for yes. Disney Springs? Okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> And not Disney Springs, Pleasure Island. Yes. At that point, it was Downtown Disney. Or was it named something else at that point? It was Downtown Disney, yeah. Okay, cool. So this well, this is one of the cool things that I really like about Disney is, you know, uh, we've got Hidden Mickeys. Nobody talks about them. Disney doesn't publish anything about them. But there's mm-hmm. Hidden Mickeys all over the park, right? <laughs> um, there's another one, A Secret Society called the it's the sea the uh society of explorers and adventurers yes yes i've, I've definitely heard of this <laughs> yeah and it's thread throughout the parks worldwide and this is kind of where it got started was meriwether pleasure having pleasure island and within pleasure island was the adventures club <laughs> where some of the other characters lived um, and I remember being there and walking by the Adventures Club and the theming outside was so good that I thought you needed to be a club member to get in. So I never <laughs> Isn't that oh, sad? Like, it is sad. I've heard so many great stories about this place and I could have gone in there <laughs> and I didn't think I could. So, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think one of the um, uh, I know that. Jungle Cruise has a big presence with the SEA um, or the yeah, SEA. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then one of the, the big rides that it actually, it's like a, 
a big component of the story is um, the haunted mansion in Disneyland Paris, I believe. Uh, yeah. Phantom no, Manor. Uh, it's the one in it's, it's um, the... Mystic Manor in oh, okay, uh, it's yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I can't remember his first name. Mystic is his name. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's where he houses everything he's collected mm-hmm. from all of his adventures. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I I, I love that. Uh, I think there's there's a couple YouTube videos online that you can watch that kind of go over the SEA and how it's it's uh, built into a lot of different attractions. Um it's it's all very cool, and that's th- those are some of the coolest things I love about the Disney details, and um, and not not a lot of them are kind of easy to find and easy to to take in and understand, um, or even like really easy to spot, like at all. Um, like we were talking about with Animal Kingdom, where that dig site at Dinoland USA, there's a whole big story around it, and I've just never maybe because I usually just run to dinosaur and then run out. Um, I've never actually like taken in that, that story. Um, and so it's just, it's just these cool little, little details that Disney has that I think is so cool. Well, Nick, I mean, that raises a bigger point that if you can find a way to do it, because I know time is money and it's a very hot commodity while you're there, but if you can take the time to actually stop and, and look up, as they like to say, or read some of the signs, mm-hmm. um, you can find these little details, these stories that they've built into places, and it's just incredible. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Okay, so it's uh, getting about that time. So I'm thinking we start to do, we end end the episode with a little bit of a speed round, and we'll just kind of hit some hit some questions. If we get them wrong, we get them right. We just we just keep on going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the smallest and largest theme park at Disney? Uh, the smallest would be the Magic Kingdom, and the largest would be Animal Kingdom. Correct. Um, I'll go again. What is the Utilidor? Utilidors are underneath the Magic Kingdom. Um, and that's where the cast members are able to move around the park without being seen. Bo- bonus question. What does Utilidor stand for? It stands for something? Yes. I, I don't know. Util- <laughs> utility Corridor. <laughs> oh utilidor okay. utility corridor yeah <laughs> got it got it and last how far apart are trash cans at walt disney world i think it's like eight feet there there are a certain amount of steps from each one steps oh steps oh i would say 10 uh 15 steps close it's 30 steps and this was an that's old that's not close <laughs> you're halfway there <laughs> i'm only halfway there <laughs> um this was an old walt thing and uh i think he he started this at disneyland uh but he found that 
um, after 30 steps, people end up just throwing their trash on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrible. But <laughs> Okay. All right. So here you go. Uh, in what former attraction was the saw? Uh, this is a this is a diff- an old book. Let's remember. So let me rephrase oh, it a little bit. In what attraction do you hear one little spark? Oh, that is. Um, I, oh, I know the song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> is that Figment? Yes. Yes. But what's the name of the attraction? Uh, journey is it journey into your imagination or journey into imagination and That's journey into your imagination i believe is the current version so journey into the imagination. old version yes, yes yes uh where have you heard it's land home me hearties at last we've arrived oh boy i mean the the typical answer or the, the answer that I, I kind of want to say is pirates of the Caribbean, but that seems too obvious. Uh, can you say it again? It's land home. Me hearties at last we've arrived. Oh man. I'm, I'm lightning not... round, sir. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I almost want to say Spaceship Earth, but I know that's not right. I know almost every word in Spaceship Earth. Um, Land ho, me hearties. We finally arrived. Uh, I don't know. The American Adventure. That would be why, because I, I've never watched that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and final one is what street disappeared in 2001? West Center Street, Tomorrowland Turnpike, Main Street USA, or Sunshine Street? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, what was the name of the Tomorrowland one? Tomorrowland Turnpike. Ah. Uh. I'm going to say Tomorrowland Turnpike because I'm guessing that was a part of the um, that was a part of the the bumper cars. Bumper cars. Uh, Tomorrowland, oh, Tomorrowland Speedway. Speedway. No, it's uh, West Center Street. Oh, man. <laughs> which was uh, up to the left as you're walking towards the castle down Main Street, USA. Mm-hmm. It went to the left. So there's one on the oh. right. Yeah, still, but there was one to the left, and it's no longer there because okay. they wanted to create an emporium that went all the length of the of Main Street. Yeah, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I really enjoy. I love. That's pretty much the last thing I do when I go to Magic Kingdom is I I walk into there, and I just slowly procrastinate before I before I leave Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the. That, that's also another trick when you're leaving at night, you can cut through the Emporium mm-hmm. instead of walking with everybody down the street. Yeah. And they won't, they, they won't kick you out. They will politely ask you to ask you to leave. They don't even think they ask you to leave. They will, they will politely kind of 
kind of get you to the front of the park, which the Emporium is kind of like there, but they, they always kind of just slowly close the whole park. And uh, I've stayed in the Emporium for hours before <laughs> waiting for, for people to kick me out because I don't want to leave. Um, but there you have it. I would, I would say Brian is the victor in the, the speed round with uh he got all of the questions correct and i only got one <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like to pick the, some of the tougher ones or, or the ones that are kind of out there type oh ones, yeah you know so yeah you've, you've got lou's book and i'm sure that that is a pretty difficult one because he's super smart about almost all things disney <laughs> yeah he uh he's he's a wealth of knowledge that's for sure well there you go Brian one, Mikhailo zero. I'm sure we'll do this again. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a good time. Yeah, definitely. Maybe uh, next time we can get a listener to come on with us. That would be great. Yeah, I I would love to do um the type of things that that other people do, where we kind of have trivia at the end of every episode. So let us know if that's something that you guys would be interested in and uh we'll make it happen love it that'd be a great idea yeah cool well thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next time on miles from main street thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed the show please rate us on itunes and subscribe email us at miles from main street podcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on facebook under miles from main street We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. 